Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the talk show. I am so super excited that you are here joining me today with my two fabulous guests. These ladies are the burnout gurus here talking about their experience why they created this incredible burnout conference next week and looking at sustainable recovery from a place of equity. And holy cow, how much could we all use just a little bit more equity in our lives every day? I am thrilled to invite and have on the stage with me today, Tiffany Castagno, who is phenomenal. She is like if you need HR, she is your gal. <laughs> we have Minakshi Iron. Oh my goodness. You got to check her out. Go to LinkedIn, look at her page, look at all the amazing things that she is doing in the world. And these two ladies together are dynamite. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am your host, Carol Jean Whittington. I am the founder and CEO of Mind Your Autistic Brain. And you are here on the talk show today with us. So ladies, I would love to kick it off. And Minakshi, if you could get us going, I would love to hear just a little bit about how did you start to recognize and discover that you had experienced burnout? Because this is different for everybody. What happened for you? Absolutely. First of all, Carol Jean, thank you so much for hosting us today. And it's lovely to be here with you and your audience. And uh, I'm very excited uh, for Tiffany and I to be co-hosting this conference year three in a row. Uh, that's that's something that we both uh, so cherish. And it's been such a beautiful friendship and partnership that Tiffany and I share. And thanks to Tiffany. Um, now I'm introduced to you and your audience. Lovely to be here. Uh, I think um, I have experienced burnout at least three different times in my 25-year career. And I think the first indication for me is the loss of joy in what I'm mm. doing. Um, and it stops. Uh, I, I find myself start uh, to start questioning, why am I doing this again? And, um, and uh, there is no clear uh, purpose or goal. And, and I also lose the connection uh, during the time that I was employed uh, and I used to work full time, uh, I would find myself uh, at a loss to explain how what I did really rolled up to the company goal or vision. Uh, and I would fail to see the connection. And I would also feel uh, sort of uh, a little bit jaded, cynical. Uh, and uh, I would start complaining a lot about what the work environment, the the way in which we were doing work, all of that. So those are some of my sort of uh, indicators, if you will, loss of joy, being cynical, feeling like uh, I don't matter, what I do doesn't matter, the loss of connection with the overarching goal, and uh, uh, not liking who I was becoming because of that, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm generally a uh, someone who wants to, I, I'm so for bias for action. So when I find myself complaining about things, like I'm at the receiving end of everything and I don't have control over anything. Yeah. So those are my four or five indicators personally. I find it so interesting that for you, the first thing that you notice is a loss of joy. Mm. You know, that's one that sometimes can be hard when we have sort of like our state of being being shifted, right? Because it can be really mm. subtle and it can kind of creep in. And then it's just like, all of a sudden you're standing there going, well, what the heck happened? How, you know, how did I get here in this moment? And then you start to look back and you're like, 
wow, this has actually been going on for a while. Mm. Did you catch it right away? Or was this like a gradual progression? And then you were just like, all of a sudden you really felt it. And then you look back and kind of see that it was this happening longer than you thought. I think it's a mix of both, uh, but it, more often than not, it's been gradual. Uh, for me, I start noticing different things and it becomes clearer only in hindsight. At least that's been my experience. Yeah, it's always 2020 on the other end. <laughs> Why couldn't we get a little bit more of that acuity on the front end, right? It would be so great. Yes. Man, those are some really great things because, you know, everybody experiences those burnout warning signs differently, those internal components on how we experience when burnout is showing up in our life. Tiffany, what about you? What showed up for you in burnout? How did you start to notice it or what has been your experience with burnout? Yeah, thank you. I echo Minachi in that. I'm really grateful that you are giving us this platform to talk about burnout and equity and the conference um, and our own experiences. That means so much because it's similar to Minachi and connecting it to joy. I think that a lot of times not feeling valued or seen or heard or appreciated. Like, so like sincerely, thank you for that gift. Because for me in the workplace, a lot like Minachi becoming cynical, how am I connected to the work? I'm asking about it. No one can give me the response. I'm not feeling the connection to the work, um, not liking the person that I was becoming because I was becoming resentful and just, you know, snarky. And I'm like, this is not my way. I'm generally a very positive person. And so it was this period of discovery, like what is happening? Because something like I'm not me and saying, what's the job? Well, how do I fix that? Um, you know, becoming depressed. I've been depressed mm-hmm. from a couple of jobs and feeling like you're giving it your all, but you're not getting anything in return. It's the the deposits emotionally, but so many withdrawals and it doesn't really get replenished. I think that it's, it's kind of like running on a treadmill and you just feel like you're on a path to nowhere. And I, I don't think for me, it definitely was in uh, hindsight that I realized in the joy piece was so... Like that was just mind boggling to me that I had no idea that it could be, of course, you think I'm working so many hours, I'm doing all the things, I don't feel maybe attached to the work, but you don't realize that, is this the right thing for me? And is it the right thing for me right now? That has been a game changer to always be checking in with myself, but it was, it was definitely feeling those things and, and not realizing and then going, oh, oh, that's, that's what was happening over there. And then going, Oh no, we got here again. How did that happen? I knew the signs I should have, I should have recognized. So it is very sneaky (laughs) to your earlier point and sleep fatigue. I was very, very, just felt tired and kind of just in a fog often. Oh my goodness. Yes. The sleep disruption during burnout can be really difficult (laughs) because it can impact your ability to get that REM sleep that Mm -hmm. is where we get our long-term memory storage. And the longer we go with sleep disruptions, sleep disturbances, you know, people can go from one extreme or the other. They can either sleep, you know, very little or very disruptive sleep, you know, where maybe you're waking up every hour or you are exhausted and you lay down and the minute your head hits the pillow, your brain kicks on and then it's just like going and you're watching the clock. Then there's the other side where 
you cannot stay awake. You're sleeping 12, 14 hours and waking up just as exhausted as when you went to sleep. However, the quality of the sleep that is experienced during burnout, even when you're getting those 12 and 14 hour nights and days you know, of sleep are still not the quality that helps your brain reduce inflammation so that the basic car wash <laughs> happens to come in and remove the buildup and, and all of the things during the day in your cranial area. And when those things aren't happening and all of those things are building up, you know, because that happens all day long as part of our body, you know, we clean and process at night when we sleep, those things really start to impact you. And you're not just carrying that into work. I want to ask one more question on this one before we move on to all this goodness in the conference. It starts to impact how we're showing up at home in our relationships with the people we love and care about. Would you ladies be open to discussing how burnout starts to transcend just the workplace, but also shows up everywhere else in our home life? Because, you know, when we're women, there's so many more societal norms and pressures for Mm -hmm. us to do all of the things at home too. It's not like there's not always a lot of equity, even though we sometimes have partners that are trying to be very equitable. Sometimes it's still not happening. What's your experience with that? Minashki, would you like to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think the last time it happened to me, uh, it was, that was one of my, one of the things I noticed a lot and how, um, I think that was bringing all the resentment from work. The lack of recognition at work made me feel uh, like I didn't matter and what I did didn't matter. And everything uh, on the home front started seeming like um, uh, more of the same thankless work. (laughs) And so uh, distribution of labor at home was a challenge. And even though my husband and I, we we talked, a lot of a lot of these things very openly and we're very invested in each other's career to your point carol jean it's not equitable at home now uh, how much ever we may intend it doesn't really work out that way and so uh managing that and and still being uh <clears throat> even keeled about it was a challenge and i think i also came to a point where uh my it hit me that I'd made my work the core of my life and my entire life was designed around work. So everything else in my life had to fit in uh, in the residue, in the time that remained after work, which, you know, over a period of years was very, it kept on reducing. And so it was this challenge to be, I felt like I owed everything to my work. And the moment I, that hit me and when I did decide to quit without a plan, um, and I was very aware that uh, regardless of the amount and the quality of work I did at, at work, uh, I was still dispensable. I was very aware of that. But when I did quit, and then I remember waking up the next day, it was the 1st of July and <laughs> 2019, and uh, there was this sense of, oh, I don't have to rush. I don't have to do anything. I can just take my time. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, so who am I without my work? Because I was all my identity came from my work. Uh, so that that really was a wake up call for me to say, okay, I've missed out so much in my life, and it was a, a point of that was the starting of my like this phase of inflection where I decided to flip it around. So to your point, 
I took it a lot out on my husband and we both have uh, equally like demanding hours, not just hours, it's the type of work we do. And uh, this constant uh, tug of war between who does what at home and not not having that sense of peace, you know, home is, is, a, is a place of refuge and I didn't feel like that anymore. Ooh, you are hitting some serious tender spots, I think, for probably a lot of folks with that. That that is so relatable. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Cause that's it's not easy. It's it's hard. It doesn't feel good when you recognize that I don't feel like I belong at work. I don't feel like I'm being seen, heard, or understood. And then you come home and you feel like I'm just doing more thankless work and nobody gives a, a hoot. It can really make sort of the spiral into the doom mm. and gloom really hard and being able to, to start to recognize some of those um, what I call energy appraisal pieces. When you mm. look at your calendar and your journal and you start to apply your values and what's important to you and look at your calendar calendar and go, well, where am I actually investing my time? Mm. Are they, is that in alignment with my values or am I taking off boxes and people pleasing or doing things because I feel an expectation and I don't really feel in alignment with it. It's not what sparks my joy. It doesn't Mm. hit my core, right? It's like the longer those things go out of alignment, the less we feel like we know who we are or Mm. we lose ourselves to the doing Versus the being. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much because you were taking all my, my relatable boxes in that <laughs> so much. Oh my gosh. Tiffany, what about you? I mean, I know you have got a busy family life. You have got a busy work life. And how did burnout start to show up under the home front roof for you? <laughs> Yeah, I would say it's this is definitely taking all my boxes too. And it was like, I was getting bitey with my husband too. And I found myself like apologizing a lot. Like, I'm sorry, it's not you. I'm sorry, it's not you. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm just, and just feeling this incredible guilt for always just like, I felt like I was dumping on him constantly. Like, I know he doesn't want to hear it. And there would be times when he'd be kind of like, well, what are you going to do about it? Or you're always, you know, you're always saying this. And then I was like, gosh, am I a miserable person to be around? And my husband and I have a very good relationship, similar to, um, I mean, actually how she described the relationship with her husband, who is lovely. I've, we, my husband and I have had the chance to, to meet them in person. Um, and they had us to their home for dinner, which is lovely. So when you have this relationship where you're accustomed to being very open and having these conversations, I felt like I was starting to shut down a little bit because I felt like, oh, he doesn't need to hear this or, oh, he's really sick of me. Um, and I, I just felt like there was like this something in between and, and nothing bad to the point where it was like, this relationship isn't going to last, but it's just kind of like the work. It always felt like something was just kind of looming mm-hmm. over you and giving you anxiety because at work, it was like, going through the motions and trying to find my way and trying to fit in a box and in a world that was never really designed for me and having to come to terms with that, because like me, shared, 
the how much of our identity is rooted in our work, especially if you're passionate about your career, but maybe you're not in a role um, or in a time and place where it's it's fitting. And so that was really tough. Um, having some responsibilities with uh, the caregiving for my mother as well um, and sharing that responsibility uh, with my sister was was a lot. Um, and my mom got very sick at the, the, the height of COVID and, and that put on different pressures as well. So just, you know, I look back and, and then thank you for this invitation, because I think that a lot of this, when we tell our stories, we realize, and we're able to then articulate what was going on. And then we're able to give those gifts back to other people. Not that we want to give them burnout. That's not a gift, but <laughs> to share the story so that people hopefully recognize it sooner. Cause mm-hmm. I'm, Every time we get on one of these lives or we start talking about things with the conference, I'm realizing different places and spaces where it showed up that only until I'm talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah. And then there was that thing. Mm. It, it is such a wonderful thing to be able to look back and be able to share your experience because burnout sucks. It feels horrible. You know, and especially I think I notice for myself, I hear it from both of you right now. I hear it from my clients every week. There's so much guilt and shame that we carry as women. And if you are also a woman who is in an intersectional population, if you're part of a minority group, it is that much harder with like more guilt and shame because then it's like, but am I doing these things? Am I, am I doing all the stuff I'm supposed to do? Am I failing because I'm not succeeding to X, Y, Z. And it's like, I was already struggling to hit these benchmarks of expectation that Mm. I have onboarded and society has put on me. And it just, it can make you feel really horrible. It really can. But I love what you guys have done because you've taken this experience. And then, you know, as as sucky and as awful as burnout is, I have learned that it is also the gift that I received in my life. Mm -hmm. That level five spicy burnout where I was in bed and could not function where I was like in, you know, we talk about, um, you know, vagal theory and all of the things I was like in the dorsal, like I was all curled up in a ball, not getting up. My nervous system was completely shot. You know, that's an avenue. A lot of times that we don't talk about in burnout is how it affects our nervous system, how we are, you know, you guys have shared it in your experience of, I didn't have as much patience. It impacts our communication. How well are we communicating with ourselves, with our partners, you know, with our coworkers, those are some of the really big elements that don't get talked about. And you guys have brought those elements in. So I want to thank you. So I want to like lead, take this beautiful experience that you've had because you've taken the horrible, really sucky part of both having experienced burnout and you've created this incredible conference next week on March 15th. I got my ticket last night. I am so excited. I cannot wait. One of my friends, Lauren Lefkowitz, is also going to be presenting. So I really can't wait to hear her because she she really hits home when she starts talking about how we say, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> how many times, folks, have we all said I'm fine when we're not fine? So ladies, Minashki, can you kind of kick us off? Like, when is this? Where is this? How do we join? 
what's happening next Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for uh, amplifying all the excitement. Uh, Tiffany and I, we are on a countdown. So we are today at T minus five and it's happening. <laughs> uh, the conference is happening. It's virtual. So you can join us from wherever you are. It is friendly to several time zones, uh, uh, starting from the Pacific time zone in the U.S., all the way till uh, most time zones in Europe and Africa and in the Middle East. In India, it might be a little bit later in the uh, later in the night. And uh, so it's uh, burnout, the silent pandemic. So we decided to frame it this way because uh, something like COVID, it is so visceral, it's so visible, and it's literally in your face. Um, whereas something like burnout is at the other end of the spectrum, but the impact is nonetheless the same. So that's why we said, okay, this is a silent pandemic and it's 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 right there. It's been under the surface all these years, but COVID has kind of brought it up to the surface and a lot of us are experiencing it. So for us personally, it's also a co continuation of the conversations that we've had in the last two years as part of this uh, annual conference. So burnout, the silent pandemic, and we also wanted to focus on uh, sustainability in terms of recovery and that's the other piece a lot of us we think that oh we can take this self-care and i'm using air quotes on purpose we think we can do these self-care breaks and then come back to the same routine well you know that's not how you do it so we want to unpack that uh and then we also want to address the impact of inequity in this so it's happening next wednesday march 15th from 11 to 4 new york time it's virtual and uh, we invite all of you to, you can scan this QR code right now and get your ticket. Uh, and we'd love for you to join us. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I now invite uh, Tiffany to share the rest of the goodness about this conference. Yes, Tiffany, like, who is this for? And and by the way, there will be replays, guys. So if you can't make all the events or you see somebody you want to go yes. revisit their program and you just can't at that time, there are replays. So Tiffany, who is this conference for? Who should be showing up? Who is going to be helped in this conference? Thank you so much for that. And thank you, Manakshi, for kicking us off. I am just... We are just excited. I can't believe like five days, like hearing that today. It's like, where, didn't I just say yesterday? It was like eight or nine days. So this is for HR, technology leaders, business leaders, folks who we also want to make sure that folks know that part of what we're doing is really bringing the equity. We do have a focus on women and we do connect it to International Women's Day, but this conference is for anyone who wants to learn more about burnout? How do I support somebody through burnout or help them recover? So um, it's not just for women. We do want to make that really clear, but it's for anyone and their teams. Um, if you have an employee resource group and you're looking for a way to talk about equity and how, how you can prevent burnout, um, anyone who's looking for tools, tips, strategies to not only recognize our sneaky friend burnout, but also to be able to navigate it and how do, if I find myself in it, how do I recover from it? So we're really looking forward to, we have panels and workshops. We have a wonderful keynote speaker, Brandy Olson, and she's going to kick us off for the day. Um, we have a fun uh, burnout index that we're going to be doing as for folks. And so yes. people can get a live kind of preview into what this may look like for them. What might be going on with them that maybe they don't recognize we have workshops um, on burnout and some really unique 
just unique things that you wouldn't find at a, every other conference because we've been very intentional about infusing the actual practices throughout. Um, we have someone who's as part of a workshop leading us through breath work. Um, and so panelists who are going to talk about what does it look like to navigate burnout in a virtual and hybrid world? Because all that context switching and all the things we do and, you know, our distributed teams in this future of work, what does that look like? So um, we're really looking forward to uh, bringing this forward for people. And for our HR professionals, we do uh, this year, we added on a feature of uh, allowing 4.25 uh, professional development credits uh, in partnership as a recertification provider through Charm. So if you are an HR professional, um, come on through and get your credits as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. My goodness. That's always a nice little perk, you know, when you can attend something that's going to really serve you and get some continuing education credits. So there you go, guys. So I know that's just one of the tiny little perks that you're offering. There is this beautiful list of all of the things that you get when you buy a ticket as a perk. And I think I remember seeing something with the two of you. You guys want to share about the perks and all the goodies? Well, uh, there's quite a few things. So one thing I did want to add to what Tiffany said is, you know, we are very intentional about uh, this, about the attendee experience, about creating a very optimal uh, um, attendee experience. And for us, it's important that people walk away with two things, uh, actually three, three things. One is uh, real tangible actions that they can take right away and so every single event within the conference the session within the conference is geared towards that um, because we all of us i know I'm, I'm safe to assume that we are all done with conferences where you just go and listen to folks and then you just go probably go back to your old ones so we do want to make a shift in that the second thing is we are very <laughs> intentional in making sure that you walk away with at least one meaningful connection with a fellow attendee or a speaker. And, and in that, uh, to that end, we ensure for us, it's not about, uh, uh, you know, the number of attendees. We like to keep it under like around 100, 150 people. So you do feel like you can connect. Anything more than that in a virtual environment for some of us can be very overwhelming. So we are very co conscious of that. And the third thing is that we invite everyone, the third thing we want folks to take away from this is a very personal call to action. And we put out calls to action throughout our conference. And there's a lot of opportunity for you to take one and run with it uh, and then connect, stay, in, stay in touch with the fellow attendees and build your accountability partnership uh, with the attendees. So community building, inclusion, bias for action, these are our three main goals. And, and we've, we've always remained aligned to those uh, ever since we started doing this together. Um, and so uh, the goodies, so these are all part of the perks because you get connections, you get, get to be part of the, uh, the community that comes together to do this conference. Uh, you get to know uh, amazing uh, individuals and business owners, solopreneurs and other business owners who are doing such great work within their communities. That's another thing that we're very uh, intentional about highlighting. So everyone that we collaborate with and we partner with, including the uh, technology platform we are using to host the uh, event, which is uvicity.com, it's a, it's a small business. And they're local to where I, uh, both of us live. And, and we are very intentional about that. 
Um, the other takeaway also is that everybody that attends is uh, invited to an I Am Remarkable workshop that I'm doing right after that. So I actually brought it up to the same weekend. So it's on the 18th of March, Saturday. And it's also available on University for you to register. And that's a free workshop. It's a complimentary workshop. It focuses on helping you build your self-promotion skill so that you can um, learn strategies and techniques of talking about your achievements and accomplishments openly uh, and from a mindset of being of service to others. So those are those are some of the things. Oh, and the one for the workshop, I am remarkable. I am so excited for that one. I didn't realize I had to go sign up separately. So I'm so glad you said that. Yes, yes. I am I am all excited for that one because I was like, ooh, that's such a juicy perk. I'm going to that one. <laughs> so guys, as we're wrapping up, oh my goodness, thank you so, so much for all of the work that you've put in to bring all of these incredible presenters together for these really actionable, tangible ways to start restoration and things that are sustainable. You know, that's just such a big part. Cause when you said quote unquote self-care, I laugh because I'd say that all the time. I'm like, self-care is not going to get you out of burnout. It's just not, it's really nice to slap some cucumbers on your eyeballs, but that is not going to get you out of burnout. It's that internal understanding and transformation. So guys, we would love for you to join us. I'm going to be there. All of these incredible people are going to be there. And you know what? I know we talk about the differences. I'm always sharing the differences between neurotype burnout, but I'm telling you, there's so much in this conference that will hit you and your neurotype. I promise. Come join. This is going to be spectacular. Down in the show notes below, there is a link for you to get your ticket to this conference. If you're not where you can scan the QR code, or let's just say you hear this on the podcast, we don't want you driving, trying to figure out how to do it, folks. So just hang on. When you get to a safe stop in place, go down to the show notes. The link is right there. Tickets are $50. Isn't that correct, ladies? Full price is 55 and then 55. there is a code. Uh, we can share a code that gets you 10% off. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I will pop that discount code down in the show notes below. Look at that, guys. We're always getting goodies and nice things from all of our guests. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate that so much. I know that you also still have some places open for sponsorship. You have gotten some really incredible sponsors, but if you are looking for some place to put your money that is going to be really impactful, this conference and these two incredible hosts are the place to do it. Ladies, how can someone get in touch with you if they're interested in sponsoring the conference next week? Uh, for me, I would say, uh, you know, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or send me an email. Uh, my website is northstaratwork.com. Uh, and I, you know, those are those, those are the avenues. You can send me a direct message on LinkedIn or send me an email um, uh, or, or, or connect with me on Uvicity because Uvicity is also a platform where you can connect with each other as well. Fantastic. Tiffany, any parting words as we are wrapping up all of this exciting goodness? Because I mean, five days, holy cow, it's flown by, (laughs) hadn't it? Oh my gosh, it is is coming quickly. We're very excited. So definitely reach out to us. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, You can go to my website at sufferconsulting.com. We would love to hear from you. If you want to sponsor, if you have questions, uh, we, we love to connect and build community. So we look forward to seeing you there and we hope that you'll make this investment in yourself and 
and in your community. So we're really looking forward to welcoming you next week in five days. Absolutely. And I did, I just did want to add one point about sponsorship. Uh, 100% of our sponsorship dollars goes towards uh, paying our speakers. And that's oh, our- nice. And so, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we have uh, our keynote speaker, Brandy Olson, her consulting firm, Real Work Done, is our main sponsor for the event. Uh, and then all of our speakers, several of them are uh, donating their time uh, and because they believe in us and this cause. Uh, so it is always our effort to, we talk about pay equity all the time. So we want to <laughs> practice that. And so that's that's the 100% of our sponsorship dollars go toward that, towards that. Oh, what a beautiful thing. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, Manashki, for being here, for putting this workshop mm-hmm. together and for sharing how people can join to start getting sustainable restoration and equity in your life. We will see you next week on Wednesday for my friend, Laura. She is going to be sharing what it is for her to be an autistic self-advocate in the world and the things that spark her joy. You guys know Laura and I are always talking about those sparks of joy. She's going to be joining me next Wednesday. So tune in. See you then.